Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. The View takes on the gun control debate, black Biden staffers make a black sit from the White House, and controversial transgender swimmer Leah Thomas breaks her silence with an interview on Good Morning America. This is Can't Cancel Rob Smith. So now as the country gets back to some kind of semi-normal after the Uvalde massacre, which was awful and we've been spending a lot of time dealing with as a country. The one thing that is predictable, the one thing that will never end is these sort of never-ending debates that we have in America on um, issues like this. And, you know, in the wake of the Uvalde massacre, I think a lot of the conversations that are coming from the typical circles are very... um predictable, right? This is all stuff we knew were going to happen. So uh, every time there's some sort of shooting, some sort of uh, mass gun violence, except for, you know, when it happens in Chicago, you know, David Hogg crawls out from wherever he was hiding from because then he becomes useful to the mainstream media again until it dies down. And then he goes and does whatever he does in between um, these things. So What made this time different was that the NRA convention happened um, over the past couple of days, and it turned into this very predictable, very, you know, screaming, overly emotional mass of leftists. We live in such a strange culture right now with the advent of social media and the advent of cell phones, and it's like everybody can videotape themselves being an activist and being angry and just caring so much. And, you know, it's not to discount the very real pain that people are feeling in the wake of of this massacre, but there's so much of this, especially when it comes to, you know, these people that have descended onto the streets of Houston where the NRA convention happened. There's something that is just so very performative about all of this stuff. And, and, and look, these people are so unhinged and so emotional, and you expect gun owners to just you know, go ahead and and buy into the buybacks or the government 
you know, confiscating the the guns or whatever it is that that they're proposing nowadays, do you think that people are just going to give in to literally, guys, to lunatics like this? Do these people sound like they want to have a rational conversation to you? Do these people really um, sound like they want to sit down and just have a talk about uh, quote-unquote gun violence or gun control or whatever it is that we're talking? No, they're angry. They're lunatics. And this is the whole thing about this world that we live in. It's like the left has these lunatics and just unleashes them every time something like this happens. Guys, literally, it's like... Do you ever think sometimes that we're just in this culture where it just seems as if everything is on fast forward? Everything is just so, so hyper fast. We just saw this. Well, it was not even a month ago when the Supreme Court decision uh, in regards to Roe versus Wade leaked. And we saw all of this stuff. Just then we saw the, the same screaming people. Remember, we saw the handmaids and we saw all of this stuff. And so this is the world that most sane people now have to live in. We have to live in a world in which the left has these unhinged, I won't even call them activists, I will call them like literally professional lunatics, because that is what these people are. These people are not rational, these people are not particularly well informed about any of these issues. They certainly don't want to come together with you know the 75 million people that they truly believe in their hearts and minds are racists and white supremacists and people who just want to go kill things with their AR15s all of this stuff they have no interest in finding some sort of sane solution to to all of these problems they have an interest in screaming for social media and they have an interest to they have an interest in going and doing something to make themselves feel important. You have to understand that these things are their leftism is their religion, whether it's the leftist idea uh, when it comes to gun rights, whether it's the leftist idea when it comes to abortion, whether it's the leftist idea when it comes to Black Lives Matter, all of that stuff. It is a religion, and these people are in a cult. And when their cult leaders say that you are to have a response to something, here they are. And so. You've got all of these people, you know, floating around the NRA. So Ted Cruz was confirmed he was at dinner. Uh, obviously, he was down there at, at the NRA in Houston. Ted Cruz is at dinner, confronted by, you know, some lunatic. And that is why these people need armed security. That is why these people need stuff like this, because these people are literally unhinged. And if I was somebody that was... If I was somebody that was a politician, particularly a Republican politician, because they are, you know, uh, we have this entire media infrastructure that is literally created to turn people against Republican policies and Republican politicians, uh, I would absolutely uh, carry and I would absolutely have staff members and security guards that carry. Listen to this. Children 
And the craziest thing about watching this video is that Ted Cruz has his back to, you know, everybody else. But I guess it's, it's fine. You know, he's got armed security. But literally, do these people sound as if they have any real interest in a conversation? No, they do not. They're unhinged. They're emotional. And by the way, when I watched that video and, and you know, share this clip with you guys of Ted Cruz being confronted by this lunatic who who is saying things like, Telling a politician that they have the blood of 19 dead children on their hands is just an awful, completely unhinged, completely insane thing to say. But it's very interesting that I do not remember um, New York Governor Kathy Hochul being confronted after the mass shooting that happened in Buffalo. As a matter of fact, this seems to be have been completely forgotten over the past two weeks, right? And so ob- obviously, like I said, these are very sort of predictable conversations that are coming from the left. And speaking of predictable conversations from the left, of course, Whoopi Goldberg and The View had their take on this. And I want to play you what they had to say. This AR-15's got to go. Gotta I'm go. sorry. It's, yeah. Yeah. You know, gotta go. it's it just because... You know, I think about those ten, the, the people up in Buffalo who are still suffering because they still can't go shop anywhere because nobody will bring a supermarket where these folks are living. Mm-hmm. There is too much at stake here. Too many lives have been at stake yeah. and too many damn little kids. I'm sick of seeing people talk about, well, we should do something. No, we should do something. And I don't care, NRA. You got to give that gun up. You can have your other yeehaw guns, whatever you want. The AR-15 has to go. is not a hunting gun. It's a weapon it is not a gun where you're going to go out and shoot your dinner. This gun is meant to kill people. That's what it's for. And you can't have it anymore. And I'm not even going to tell you how pissed I am that so many folks are saying, well, you can't have what you need for your body. Forget my body. You can't have this gun because it kills people and children, and I'm sick of it. Oh, well, okay, guys. So, you know, Whoopi Goldberg says you can't have an AR-15 anymore, and she's sick of it. She's sick of it. So, yeah, well, you know, look, guys, Whoopi Goldberg runs runs the world, and she said that you can't have it anymore. And, and this is what this is what people like Whoopi Goldberg do not understand. This is what people like everybody on The View, this is what everybody that is sort of on that far left side of this conversation, this is what they don't understand. There's a couple of fundamental things that they do not understand. First of all, that, yes, the AR is meant to kill people. <laughs> the reason that people have it, and a lot of people, the reason a lot of people have this stuff is to defend themselves from intruders. Now, I personally do not carry. I know people who do carry, right? Um, I tend to live in cities. I tend to live in condo buildings with security and all that other stuff. You better believe dollars to donuts. If I had some big house out somewhere, even if I was, you know, in somewhere in Florida, that was somewhere where you know, I wouldn't be able to have like a a very quick response or something like that. Or if somebody was literally breaking in, there's literally nowhere for me to go. You would better believe that I would have a weapon or two or three. And that's what Whoopi Goldberg and and, and these elites, you know, something like uh, Gavin Newsom in California was talking about how he's going to propose like a gun buyback plan and all that stuff. And this is what they do not get. These people have lived in the bubble for so long, by the way, Whoopi Goldberg, 
what is that security guard? What is the security for ABC carrying? That armed security that's at the gate, and I've been in the ABC News offices, you've got to go through a lot of level of security to get anywhere. So what are those people carrying? But this is the idea, and this is what they don't get. This is the hypocrisy of the idea. So you, little person, you cannot have a weapon to defend yourself, but I am important. So if the people that need to protect me have weapons, that's okay. And that is the precise reason why people in this country that own weapons are not giving them up to the elites because they know that it is a slippery slope, right? And earlier on in the segment, Whoopi Goldberg talks about, well, yeah, you know, you can have your shotguns and you can have your pistols, but no AR-15s. And people know that it is a slippery slope when it comes to that stuff. Because if you give up the AR-15s and all of a sudden the shotguns are too much, then you give up the shotguns, all of a sudden pistols are too much, and it keeps on going and going and going until the populace is disarmed. And that's what they do not get. And what they do not fully understand, and and I, I promise you that this is a debate that will go on in the United States until the end of time. And they will continue to not get until the end of time that the citizens of this country who own weapons, who shoot weapons, who carry weapons for, for protection and personal safety, which, by the way, are not just white people that live in the South. I know women who carry. I know African-Americans who carry. I know gay men who carry. Okay? Because the Second Amendment and the right to protect yourself is for everybody. It's not just for the people that are guarding, guarding Whoopi Goldberg, uh, Joe Biden, and Kamala Harris. And this is what they fundamentally do not get because they are so deep into the bubble, they can't even think. They can't even think that somebody would think differently than them when it comes to this stuff. So this conversation about, quote unquote, gun violence will continue. It will go absolutely nowhere here. It will go nowhere uh, you know, Biden may make some executive order that may ban the use of, you know, some sort of bump socks or some this or some that or blah, blah, blah. But this conversation is an absolute non-starter because the only people, and I, this is what I believe, the only people that are truly on board with this is the far left sort of um, hyper progressive wing of the Democrat Party that has no power. Do you think something like you think you got a um a mansion or a cinema that's gonna vote for any of this crap? Any of this crap that, that is being proposed? Or excuse me, there is nothing being proposed right now. They're just using this stuff to fundraise on. It's yet another distraction because these people are not doing anything but ruining the country right now. So they need their base to be distracted by culture war issues to distract them from the fact that their gas is breaking records the price for gas is breaking records, that their groceries are more expensive, that everything is more expensive. So it's distraction after distraction after distraction. So as far as this gun control debate, it to me, it's a non-starter. And for the vast majority of the people in this country who carry weapons, who use weapons either to defend themselves or to hunt or whatever, the conversation is also a non-starter. All right, coming up, the Biden administration is seeing a exodus of African-American staffers, which some people are calling a Blacksit from the White House. I will give you the lowdown on that after the break. 
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Welcome back, folks. So, a very interesting article was published in Politico earlier in this week. Uh, basically, what it comes down to is the fact that there are a lot of black staffers in the Biden White House that are hightailing it. They are getting out. They are leaving the Biden administration. They're leaving the Biden administration because they they don't feel seen. They don't feel heard. They feel like none of the things that he said in order to get that black vote have been done a year and a half into this presidency. I didn't sound familiar to anybody. and. Before we get into some of the reasons why the staff is leaving, because I think that there's some interesting stuff going on there, and it really does speak to what happens when you sort of curate a workplace based on sort of the DEI, like diversity and equity inclusion, sort of woke language and all of that stuff. So it really speaks to when you curate a workplace based on that stuff, it is a recipe for disaster. But but I'll get into that because that's... I believe the crux of the article, but to zoom out for a little bit, just think to all of the things that the Biden administration promised African-Americans when they made the pitch to black people to elect Joe Biden. And I just really want to talk about this. I really want to talk about how good a lot of people had it under Trump. And I think that people are not realizing. I don't think that they realized how good they had it until now. I don't think they realized how good they had it when there was $2 gas. I don't think they realized how good they had it when there was no hyperinflation. I don't think they realized how good they had it when, we'll say, you know, black unemployment was at historic lows. And that was you sort of one of the, the talking points when you're on the campaign trail for, for Trump and all that stuff, as I was um, briefly in 2020. I don't think people realize what they had. I think that a lot of black voters were fed a steady diet of manipulation via the mainstream media because you have to understand we're seeing when you go from literally from Obi uh, from 
Obama to Trump to Biden, it really is whiplash. And if you're somebody like me, who's, you know, kind of square in the, the millennial sector of things, you're at this age where you're old enough to kind of comprehend the changes of all of these different presidencies, right? So whereas under the Trump administration, there was the perception of nonstop drama coming from the White House. And a lot of that stuff is true because that was a very dramatic White House. But there were also people that knew what they were doing in a lot of different capacities that were doing things that were making the lives of the middle class and working class of this country, including African-Americans, better. So when people's lives were actually better, they're fed a diet of this is chaos, your life is so bad, Trump's got his finger on the nukes, and he's going to start World War III, and all of these bad things are happening, and oh, racism, and BLM, and white supremacy, and all of this stuff. So this is the diet that is fed to people when Trump is in office, and when their actual lives are legitimately pretty good, right? So then you go to Biden being in office. And so the perception that is being drummed into people's heads via mainstream media, when they even speak to a lot of the disasters that are going on right now, is that, you know, oh, inflation is Trump fault and, and all of this other stuff. And, oh, you know, oh, the gas prices. Remember when we talk about prices, they talk about the gas prices being the fault of these, oh, those greedy oil companies. And then when meat is very expensive, it's all those evil meat conglomerates, right? So these are the things that they say. And then people are listening to this stuff, and then their actual lives are getting worse. Things are actually becoming more expensive. Their gas is becoming more expensive, which, by the way, and I've told you this before, and if you listen to a couple episodes with the interview that I had um, with that energy guy, that these people are doing this on purpose. They would like for gas to be $10 a gallon. I, I absolutely believe it because this is their way to sort of promote and push their Green New Deal, their clean energy agenda, like all of that stuff by force, which is what's happening right now. So outside of all of this stuff, even the stuff that Biden said that he was going to do for black people, he's never done. And I'm not speaking as somebody who voted. Like Obviously, I did not vote for Joe Biden, and I certainly wouldn't vote for any presidential candidate based on a promise that he's going to take a meeting with BLM. But that was one of the promises that Joe Biden made. We're going to meet with BLM. We're going to stop racism. We're going to end white supremacy with this 78-year-old white dude in the White House. Yeah, go Biden. End white supremacy. So all of these promises were made to African Americans. Uh, were used and duped for their votes yet again. It, it happens over and over and over again. I, and and I believe that it will happen. It, it'll happen again. It will just continue to happen because for a lot of different reasons. So even outside of all of that stuff, even the black people that work at the White House are leaving. And I'm going to read you some of this from this Politico article. Three black staffers who currently work in the White House and were granted anonymity because of fear of reprisal. By the way, guys, this is not an article based on three black staffers. This goes into many, 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 many of black staffers that are leaving, a lot of whom are on the record about it. But this example is just three staffers who were granted anonymity. So they said the exodus has hurt morale, compounding problems that exist elsewhere. They described an operation 
in which mentorship is hard to come by and opportunity to move up the ranks of a tight-knit operation is exceptionally rare. We're here and we're doing a lot of the work, but we're not decision makers and there's no real path toward becoming decision makers, said one of the current black White House officials. There is no real feedback and there's no clear path to any kind of promotions. And the article gets into the fact that Biden and his team have subsequently taken steps to create the most diverse administration ever, yada, yada, yada. But this is the most interesting part about this article is because they're talking about the lower levels here. So obviously, if you have somebody like, you know, the first black female Supreme Court justice, who is, by the way, not a biologist. So that is something that's a very visible role, right? And there's a lot of senior there's a, a couple of senior black people that are that are very visible and these people have just been around for so so long and a lot of people are in the obama, uh, obama white house and all of that other stuff but where you have pipeline issues is on the lower level and this is what i when i always talk about the diversity the dei stuff diversity in and of itself is not a bad thing the issues come when you are putting quote unquote, diverse people in positions that they are not ready for and not qualified for. And so the problem is, is that there's a pipeline issue. So you're not getting enough African-Americans, Latinos, Asians, people, color, whatever, at the lower positions to grow them into senior positions. That's the issue. And this is what this political article is getting at. So it says this. While there are several first-in-history black leaders of important White House divisions like Domestic Policy Council Head Susan Rice, Council of Economic Advisors Director Cecilia Rouse, and Office of Management and Budget Director Shalanda Young, none have black deputies except Conley. Conley is leaving, though she will be replaced by a black woman, a White House official said, of course. So that's the issue here. It's a pipeline issue. And I think it's very interesting that what's going on here is that the, the the Biden people, oh, and we love black people, and we're going to do all this, and BLM, and white supremacy, and all this other stuff, they speak in the woke language of, oh, we're going to do something for you black people, blah, blah, blah. But you have people in this White House, and again, this is not, I, I, this is not something that I particularly believe in or are advocating for, but this is an example of hypocrisy. These people are not doing what they said they're going to do. So you have all of these black people in these top level positions, people that have been there forever, forever, been playing in the swamp for decades at this point, you know, to get to that point. But you're not providing any opportunity for any black people at the lower levels. And so they're not working there. And the ones that are in the lower levels are getting burnt out because there's no way for them to get promoted. So again, and they like to talk so much about black conservatives like being tokens, like, oh, you're a token for this, you're a token for that. And so you're looking at the Biden administration, they are putting a lot of high-level African Americans there as tokens so that nobody asks the questions about if you say that this is what you're about. If you say that you're about diversity and you say that you're about empowering black people and helping them and doing all of this other stuff, then why are you not creating pipelines? And so that was my takeaway from this. I think it's very interesting. And then to, to wrap this up a little bit, they said, and this is what one of the White House officials said, one of the black ones, 
They brought in a ton of black people generally to start without ever establishing an infrastructure to retain them or help them be successful. If there is no clear infrastructure of how to be successful, you become just as invisible in this space than you would be if you were not in it. Bingo. These people, and I hope and I pray that black people start waking up. Start waking up about the ways in which you're being used and that you're being manipulated and that you're being used to think that you are doing something for black people when you are doing absolutely nothing for black people but being used as a pawn to help promote agendas, which, by the way, are meant to flood these borders wide open so they can flood, be flooded with voters that these Democrats are seeking to replace you with anyway in about 30, 40 years. They, these people play the long game. They're not, they're not stupid. So I thought that this article was very interesting. It's a very interesting example of the hypocrisy that goes on with these, you know, woke era DEI tops, particularly within this administration, which is doing not only nothing to help black people, but the policies are actually harming black people. But good luck on getting any of these former White House officials to speak up about that. Next up, controversial transgender swimmer Leah Thomas is breaking her silence with an interview on Good Morning America. I will give you my take on that after the break. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Well, welcome back to Can't Cancel Rapsmith. Happy Pride Month. It is Pride Month, or as I like to call it, far left LGBT plus gender cult woke propaganda month. I'm pretty sure we'll be seeing lots of rainbow-colored corporate logos. We'll be hearing lots of things about how transgender two-year-olds are under attack. And I'm pretty sure Disney will have some more drag queens in their Disney Plus programming. And all that stuff will happen. So, you know what, I'll I'll, I'll do an episode on, on that. Some at some point this month, I I just I, I dig into the Pride Month insanity every year. Um, it's actually interesting. But speaking of the gender cult and speaking of quote unquote Pride, transgender swimmer Leah Thomas became very controversial last year when people were treated to the somewhat shocking imagery of this very large, <laughs> suspiciously large transgender woman smoking every other woman that she was competing against. She's a a, a collegiate swimmer, athlete, just smoking them, just killing them, just not even, it wasn't even close. And of course, that again, reignited the controversy about transgender people in sports. And by the way, before we even get into all of this stuff, um, I I just want to point out the obvious, which is something that people never, ever, ever point out, is that we're never having these conversations about 
transgender men that is biologically female people who are transitioning to being male we somehow never see them i don't know beating bio- biological men uh in in boxing we never see them beating them in sports it's it's very interesting that all of these conversations we have about trans people and sports always have to center around um a very large transgender woman who had just started transitioning literally in in the past couple of years, right? And that was the case for Leah Thomas. Um, Leah Thomas does not barely makes any attempt to present as female at all. Like this is a tall person that has long hair. I mean, speaks. You're gonna hear the voice in the clip. Like it's, it's a deep voice. It's a man voice, right? And so. And I don't say these things to make a joke out of trans people. And I don't say these things to be funny or to be humorous or whatever. I personally think that there's a lot of this that is hysterical. I mean, I got to be completely honest with you guys. There's a lot of this that is so funny because it is literally telling people to deny what they're experiencing with every fiber of their being, to deny your eyes, to deny your ears, to deny the sense that you have as a human being that you are looking at a male person. And you are supposed to deny these things in service of the woke agenda, in service of being kind and being polite and being sweet. And that is such... A manipulative argument because if these people can manipulate you into that, they can manipulate you into anything. I generally will not, like, if I am going to refer to Leah Thomas, I'll say her, she, whatever, fine, I don't care. And even then, there are some conservative commentators that will not even do that. They'll be like, that is a biological man, and I'm not even going to change my language to indulge that delusion. But this is where I break with a lot of conservative commentators, and this is what I truly believe. Before we even get into this, this is what I truly believe, and I've always believed, is that there have always been transgender people. There have always been transgender people. Gender identity disorder has been a real thing. Gender dysphoria has been a very, 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 very real thing for decades and decades and decades, and there's always been transgender people. Now, what we have seen over the past decade uh, with this explosion in the gender cult ideology and the ex- explosion in the trans stuff and all of this stuff, this is what I believe is a social media-fueled contagion, particularly among the young women who are opting into trans male identity. They are getting mastectomies, mastectomies. Um, they're cutting off healthy breast tissue, uh, they're binding, they're identifying as men, they're taking testosterone, they're doing all these different things that identify into being men, right? Um, and, and what I'm saying is controversial right now, and maybe it'll be controversial in 10 years, but not as much so, because I think that the tide is starting to change a little bit, and people are starting to sort of stand up to this idea that what we say or think or believe should be sort of controlled and called, you know, anti-trans or or stuff like that. But anyway, back to Leah Thomas. So she has done an interview on Good Morning America. And I want you to play, this is very interesting. I want you to play, or I want you to listen to her 
speaking on uh, Good Morning America. Trans people don't transition for athletics. We transition to be happy and authentic and our true selves. Transitioning to get an advantage is not something that ever factors into our decisions. You didn't transition to win more medals? No. Thomas quickly became a lightning rod. 16 of her own teammates and some of their parents wrote anonymous letters arguing Thomas posed a threat to women's sports. The women who signed the letter anonymously said that they absolutely supported your right to transition, but they simply think it's unfair for you to compete against cisgendered women. You can't go halfway and be like, I support trans women and trans people, but only, only to a certain point, where if you support trans women as women and they've met all the all the NCA requirements and then I don't know if you can really say something like that. Trans women are not a threat to women's sports. While the science on transgender athletes is new and evolving, some medical experts say the effects of higher testosterone during male puberty may never be fully erased. What are the physical aspects uh, that trans women may not be able to roll back with hormone therapy. Obviously, issues related to body size, airway size, hand size, foot size, perhaps bone density, and so forth. But I think the main thing is the, just the interactions of exercise training and skeletal muscle. Are you saying that years of hormone therapy cannot put trans women in place to compete with cisgendered women? I think that evidence so far would suggest that periods of a year, two years, three years, four years is probably insufficient. What I found the most interesting about this segment, and like I said, I'm not going to get into the, the, the Leah Thomas stuff right now. From a media perspective, what's very interesting about this segment is that, this is an ABC News report, they actually had a doctor on to provide a scientific biological perspective. Whereas if you did this, if they did this segment even five years ago, there would not have been any medical perspective about this. They would have interviewed um, trans activists that told them what they can or cannot say. They would have interviewed HRC. They would have interviewed GLAD and all of that other stuff. So what this really does speak to at this point in the national conversation we are having about this, because we've been talking about the trans stuff for the past decade. I mean, this stuff started coming up in, in 2011, 2012. So this has been, this agenda has been kind of like shoved and shoved and shoved and shoved and shoved for the past decade. But now they're almost, ABC News is almost acting as if a news organization, as if they're a news organization. And that they're saying, okay, we're going to interview this person. We're going to get their perspective on things. But we also want to get a scientific and biological explanation for this because we think our viewers deserve that and my mind is blown at that because like i'm telling you this would not have happened even five years ago as far as leah thomas look there's a part of me that actually really because i i watched this clip and and, and really do it's like a seven minute segment really go out there and watch it i believe that i tweeted something about it so you can find it on my, my twitter feed at rob smith online but this segment um, when you watch Leah Thomas, it's like there is this, and I don't maybe I'm projecting, but there's just like this twinkle in the eye of Leah Thomas. Like I, I've always believed that this person is trolling, 
I've just I've always believed that this person is trolling. This person makes no attempt to make their voice higher at all. No attempt to really present as female in this interview. You know, it's, it's like pants on a long shirt and like long hair and like a little light makeup and a in a nose ring or something like that. And it's it's watching it, it's it's almost too much. But again, when we have this transgender people in sports issue and the the crazy thing to me every time i bring this up it is so shocking to me that this is now that that saying and in realizing biological reality is now some sort of like conservative talking point whereas if i was on you know if i was on some mainstream liberal network like i wouldn't be able to say this and it's crazy to me because these people, once a lot of the people that are pushing a lot of the crazy that we're seeing right now, once these people figured out, number one, they spent years demonizing anybody that does not vote for Democrats, basically, right? And so they spent, so that agenda is complete. And now they have managed to make things that are not particularly political. I do not believe that keeping biological men out of women's sports is something that should be particularly political. But now they have cowed people that have any question about this that may identify as liberals into saying, well, if you question this, then you're a conservative, then you're a Republican, then you're one of them. And it's almost like they are kicking the same people out the more and more we move along with this. And it's actually really crazy to me. So this debate about biological men and women's sports is not going anywhere because it is a fight. And and this is so crazy. This is a fight for women's rights. And where are the feminists? Where are the activists? Where are the ones that scream about women's rights and and all of this stuff? These people that were screaming on the, uh, the steps of the Supreme Court a couple of weeks ago when... They found out what woman meant again. Where are these people at defending the rights of biological women to their own spaces? And by the way, when Leah Thomas in this clip says that, well, you can't say that you support trans people and then say that you don't support me competing in the sport that coincides with my gender identity. You can't do it halfway. What that is, is that sort of like a warning sign and you should take it as a warning sign because here's the thing if the trans women in sports thing if people start giving a little bit on that number one that will completely destroy women's sports in the long run i mean it's not gonna happen tomorrow but it'll definitely happen within 30 or 40 years and then you know somebody not me will be talking about how people were saying this 40 years ago that this was slippery soap and it would is what would happen but also that sort of leads the path down to, you know, men and women's prisons. And there's stuff like that is coming up. Um, tra- and I wrote about it in my book. And and this stuff is out there. Trans women with male genitalia going into women's prisons and raping them. Yes, it happens. And it happens a lot, by the way. There are many, many, many different cases of it. Just Google it. Literally, just Google it. And so that's kind of where the slippery slope is. And so Leah Thomas saying that either you support 
all of me or you don't. No, it, what they're saying is that either you support every single demand that I make up to and including modifying your speech to deny what you are seeing and experiencing with your own two eyes and two ears. Then you're a bigot and you're a transphobe and you hate trans people and all of this other stuff. Um, it's a lie. It's manipulative. It's diabolical for them to sort of dangle that that carrot in front of people. Like, if you do not bow down to every single thing that I say, then you don't like me because you're a transphobe. It's ridiculous. And if there's no other gays and lesbians that have the guts to say it, you just found one right here. All right, Problematics, thank you so much for listening to Can't Cancel Rob Smith. If you like us, please go on Apple Podcasts and rate us with five stars and leave us a little review. You can always find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Rob Smith Online. And you can find Can't Cancel Rob Smith on Apple Podcasts, iHeart Podcasts, or anywhere you get your podcasts every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Friday. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. What is the No Spin News all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation. We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, we are advocates for a stronger America and a more just society. We don't believe in communism. We don't believe in socialism. We don't believe in nihilism. We don't believe in the progressive woke culture. We think it is un-American. We don't support that. So you should know what we are. And it would then crystallize what we do. Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day, and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. 
Politics by Faith anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith.